Please listen carefully. Hey everyone, welcome to everyone in the Uh, Okay, so I'll do the standard. Hey nerds, what's up? Oh, hello nerds. Welcome to everyone and their sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. Today's episode, cleverly titled by Nat as Happily Never After, is all about retellings of fairy tales. So going back really, really far, looking at great old fairy tale and folklore, and talking about the modern retellings of them that we love. Correct. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I really cleverly put that. I got that, uh, I got that right on the quiz, apparently. <laughs> Before we even get started in the retellings, favorite fairy tale? Oh, I don't know. I think the one that I always go back to all the time, unsurprisingly, is probably The Little Mermaid. And it's only because, not because of the Disney movie, my mom bought me this huge ass Little Mermaid fairy tale book, like with Hans Christian Andersen's name on it. But it was like, I don't know if they sold this everywhere, but they, for some reason, sold like, remember those floor mat size coloring books? They sold those yeah. for fairy tales, and my mom got me a giant one of those, so it was the size of me, <laughs> and I would just flip through, and I got really excited, because at the end, the mermaid would turn into sea foam, and I was like, oh, so oh. sad, but let's start again. <laughs> Redo. It's really weird, and I think I just like flipping the pages, and so that's the story I know the best. I guess it's my favorite. I don't know. Steph, what about you? I don't know what my... I don't know what my favorite is, but then I looked at all my picks and they're the exact same fairy tale three times. So, <laughs> so I'll keep that as a some, secret until oh, two seconds from now. Some possibilities. Um, I'm going to tell you my my favorite fairy tale, and this one's a little bit different than your classics. If I had to pick my like classic 90s one, it's always going to be Beauty and the Beast, and that was because I was a small child and Belle was a brunette and read books, so I identified with her the most. Mm-hmm. Even though now I'm like, I would never date a man. This is ridiculous. Um, however, and I'm, this he's is a sneaky. prince or a king. I don't know what he is. I mean, he's prince? a beast. He's a king. <laughs> I think it's, prince. he was more attractive as a beast. And he has, he was a prince. I mean, I did not think he was more attractive as a beast, but he was not attractive as a human. No. How was he a prince when he had no king father? That's what I want to know. Did they go, but he, they didn't call him a king, did they? No, he was a prince. Weird. I, you know what? He turned into a beast before he could be coordinated. I'm sure he was okay in the original story. I recall that when he was turned into beast, he was only like 13, 12 or 13. So he's quite young. What a baby. Yeah, that I I love the like modern versions of fairy tales where we're like, who's the real bad guy in this story? Yeah, and I love when in Beauty and the Beast, it's the witch that did it because they're like, why the fuck would you like his entire household? They didn't deserve that, they didn't do anything to you. (laughs) So sad, dark. I like how in the, the like new movie i think they try to address that like a little bit yeah they and like do. the one time they did i was like okay good <laughs> but the whole time you know the witch is like the the poor lady yeah yeah you're just like you didn't even try to hide it yeah. didn't give us any backstory she could have had like a romantic love life on the side didn't do no, it they didn't care about her stupid i love witches speaking of my pick should i go do you have- yeah no I it's think, you beauty know what? and the beast for all because <laughs> <laughs> that's all apparently i have uh so my book is the most basic fucking pick I think I could have done, and it's A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. <laughs> what? I'm embarrassed to pick this, but whatever. That's actually based on Tam Lin as well. It's based on a couple things. Well, they so it was sold to me as a Beauty and the Beast retelling, but mm-hmm. once I read it, I was like, mm, not quite. Not quite. Yeah, because I've gone through a significant portion of the first book, and I don't get it's, that. It's, yeah. a, it's a mix of Beauty and the Beast, and I want to say Tamlin the Scottish Ballad, which is my favorite ballad. It's actually where this quote comes from on my chest. Oh. The quote, for those who don't know, is... Sentimental, sentimental drivel. Drivel? I want to say drivel. It's from the book Fire and Hemlock by Diana Wynne-Jones. Your fave. My Fave and OG. the whole story is basically a retelling of Tamlin. All right, so I'm gonna tell you what this book is about. Yes, people are war- so. I just want to say the first book, it's a trilogy so far, is not the best. No, it's not. But you got to power through to get to the great second book. Do you? Do you need? I would no. say yeah. Yeah, the second book's good. Because I was like, I threw basically threw this book out a window, and I was like, I'm never reading the second one. And then that was like, no, no. You gotta read it. This is when I first met you two, and you're like, okay. no, no, you gotta read this. I'm like, okay, fine. And I am so glad that I did. So, Court of Thorns and Roses, 
is takes place in the fairy world, which I guess is different than the fairy tale. So the main character is Feyre, is poor, and so how she supports her family is that she hunts in the forest and, like, kills animals, obviously, because that's what you do when you hunt. <laughs> uh, so then one day when she's hunting, she kills this beast, which she thinks is, a, like, an, a deer or something, but it's actually a fairy human being that's a fairy, what are they? A fairy person? A fey person. And then she's then taken to the fairy land, held as a prisoner for the murder of this person. Everyone in that household, in that court, I should say, has a mask stuck to their face. And that's where it was sold to me as a Beauty and the Beast retelling. And it's not very good, but the second one (laughs) is a thousand times better. But you gotta work for that good second book. I you have to work hard. Haven't you have even to finish earn the it. first one. I've been reading it for like a year. I think the first one is a really good setup for the second one because it sets up all the bad shit that you yeah. have to. And it's not it's not that the bad shit isn't on purpose. A lot of it is on purpose, and you're like, this is like the worst romance ever. Yeah. And then you learn why in the second one, which is what I loved about it so fucking much. It completely turned the Beauty and the Beast tale on its head, and it was completely different from what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. What I also love about Sarah J. Mass is she never focuses on the first love. She always focuses on other loves. Which is different for so whoever YA she's into, stuff. So whoever she's into in the first book is not who she ends up being into. Usually no. No. Okay. <laughs> and I, she only has two series out and I've only, the thing about her is I can't continue on for some reason. She writes killer second books, but it's a struggle after that. Yeah, that's very true. Um <laughs> so I perhaps will... perhaps she should write standalones. Perhaps more people should write she, standalones. She could do a standalone. I yeah, I don't I think she would But like I also appreciate that she has lots of characters and like big storylines. So it's like what do you want more? One book or I can a long... appreciate her improvement in writing. What I cannot appreciate yeah. is when a person of color is killed off in the first book. Fuck you. The Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> to uh, cross-promote other things, I recently watched the YouTube channel for Sailor oh, J. Yes! And she did a drunk book review of the series, and that was also so her big complaint. Good. It was excellent. If you haven't, look up Sailor J on YouTube. Excellent, super funny, um, and her book review is stellar. She... Oh, I also don't think things. she has gay characters. Or she, there's, like, one recently that she, I felt she just threw in there because people I, were commenting. basic. <laughs> I know, in that's why book. I'm so mad I picked this. <laughs> but this is the only good one I can remember. I mean, the annoying part is it's that most of the time the second book and onwards for a bit is pretty compelling in the writing and you do enjoy the story, yeah. which is why it sucks so much that you're like, oh, the characters, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give this seven bat wings out of ten loser princes. <laughs> and that's my rating. So you're recommending it? <laughs> I would say power through the first one, the second one's where it pays off. And then the third one's just for fun. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. Okay. Hey, Nat, what's your book? So I'm going a little bit further back for my book. Uh, this is probably one I read in elementary school, I think, or middle school or something like that. And the book is called After Hamlin by Bill Richardson. It's based on the Pied Piper of Hamlin story. And it starts... So it kind of starts way after the Pied Piper story. And it starts with a story about this girl who's turning, well, she's not a girl at the beginning of the book. She's this old grandma. She's 101 years old. It's her birthday. And all the kids of the town are kind of making fun of her because they're like, oh, look at this old lady. Yeah, and it's they make fun of her because she's blind? No, she's deaf. That's what she is. (laughs) She's deaf. So they're making fun of her because they're like, there's that creepy old lady in that house. Nobody loves her. Nobody knows her. And she's deaf and blah, blah, blah. And then she starts to kind of not retell her story in the book, but she kind of starts having, you know, those memory stories. She has a little memory story about where she started at her 11th birthday and what happened on her 11th birthday. So, so she has a flashback. She has a flashback for a the whole story. Bo- whatever. Memory story. <laughs> <laughs> just Wow. It's, but it's not really a flashback because flashbacks aren't like the whole book. Her, I mean, she, so really she's an old woman for the prologue and then chapter one. And then literally from chapter one onwards, okay. she's an old lady. No, she, wait. She's, she's a old, young lady. She's a young lady. <laughs> so she wakes up on her 11th birthday and she finds out, not finds out, but she wakes up deaf basically. So she, it's suddenly Oop. doesn't really, there's no on like gradual change into deafness. It's just she's suddenly deaf. She doesn't know how to deal with it. 
And the whole story is basically the Pied Piper of Hamelin comes back to Hamelin and takes revenge on the people of Hamelin because they, I guess they didn't pay him or something like that. So he brings, instead of bringing the rats, but he takes the rats away and instead of bringing the rats back, he takes the children of Hamelin. And of course, because she's deaf, she doesn't get taken with them. And so this whole story is about how she has some like cool powers now that she's deaf. (laughs) Um, and she can dream walk or something like that. It goes into like this whole thing about how she comes to rescue or attempts to rescue the children of Hamlin. That's the whole story. It's really, really good. Um, it's beautifully written. Like the author's prose is really amazing. And I think he might be Canadian, which is probably, we read a lot of Canadian books in elementary school or we were forced to. Um, and I think that's probably why I read this one. And yeah, it's really well written. And my rating is 10 dog-sized rats out of 10 three-legged dogs. A full 100. A full 100. That's how much I love this book. I've actually reread this book probably over 10 times. I have never heard of it. You actually, if you see the cover, you might recognize it. It's just, it's like everywhere in children's book areas. For some reason in Canada, I've noticed anyway. I mean, and probably the Canadian author. Yeah, probably. Probably that's why. Trying to pull a Robert Munch? Mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> so, Christina, what is your book pick? I was going to, you know, discuss yours a little bit more and ask some questions. Never mind. Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's over. Um, so I, a little bit, a little, little, tiny, tiny, tiny little bit pulled a stuff. <gasps> because it's a very loose sense that you could can consider this a retelling. Wow. And I'll explain why as I go through it. So the book I picked is Angela Carter's Book of Fairy Tales. And it is uh, an anthology of two volumes of fairy tales that Angela Carter um, looked out into the world, amassed, put together, and then sort of sold as a collection. Now, technically, and she makes a point to say that in the um, prologue or sort of for this book, these are as much the original fairy tale as humanly possible. She's done an insane amount of research. She's done an insane amount of looking at them to try to get the truest form. But, and the reason why I think that this is good for retellings is because she goes through the prologue to say the beauty of a fairy tale, the point of it with its oral history and everything about it is that inherently the person who's telling you the story is just by being them telling it to you is changing the context of the fairy tale. And thus in Mm. its own way, every single time someone tells a fairy tale, it becomes a retelling. Like a telephone game. Like a telephone (laughs) game of folklore. Nothing is the same. And it's really, really great. And I think one of the ways that she sort of, because even she acknowledges, she's like, listen, these are as classic as we can get them. But because I'm the one telling it to you now, it has become a retelling. There is something different about it. And one of the ways she does that is that all of these fairy tales, the main protagonist is always a female. Um, Mm -hmm. And she highlights, she sort of groups them together by concept. So like one of them will be the badass women. One of them will be about like misunderstood evil queens. And she groups them that way. And I think just the very context of framing a fairy tale with that right off the bat makes it a retelling. Because if you didn't give me the misunderstood evil queen concept right at the beginning, maybe I wouldn't read into that. But Mm -hmm. because you're starting it right off the bat with like, no, you don't understand. These ladies, they deserved better. I'm immediately going into it being like, I'm sure they did. Tell me more, Angela. And to give you an example, so she also, what I really appreciate is she takes the time out at the prologue to say, you know, unfortunately, a lot of these are are like sort of westernized European. She says she does as much as possible to get um, fairy tales and folklore from other places, to get them from Africa, to get them from Middle Eastern cultures, to not have a homogenized view, and also to showcase how... There are certain stories and certain elements in fairy tales that are present in every single culture because there are certain things that we are all attempting to pass on to our children and we all create the same exact fairy tales, but just with a slightly different view to tell people that. But then she also acknowledges, she's like, but because of that, I can literally, like, I only speak English. I can only give you English ones, so I'm missing a ton. And she, like, apologizes in her prologue that she couldn't do more. I was like, Angela, this is lovely. Good for you. Thanks, Ange. Um, I'm going to read one out because a lot of these fairy tales are super, super short. Some of them, I would argue, practically limericks. Like, let's be clear. 
But when I was looking up Goodreads to get a little bit more information about this, because it's been quite a long time since I read it, one person posted one of the, the fairy tales, and I'm going to read it out very quickly, because I remember reading it and being like, oh, this is a blessing. And it's hilarious that you talk about blind and or deaf old women, because that is the concept of this initial <laughs> fairy tale. It is, by the way, four lines. Don't worry about it. Um, it is called Old Age. There was a woman who was old, blind, and likewise unable to walk. Once she asked her daughter for a drink of water. The daughter was so bored with her old mother that she gave her a bowl of her own piss. The old woman drank it all up and then said, You're a nice one, daughter. Tell me, which would you prefer as a lover, a louse or a sea scorpion? Oh, a sea scorpion, laughed the daughter, because he would not be crushed so easily when I slept with him. Whereupon the old woman proceeded to pull sea scorpions out of her vagina, one after another, until she fell over dead. What, what the fuck? What fuck is that? And uh, thank you very much to Edwina for posting that, reminding me about that little uh, fairy tale over there. I think that's going to tell you everything you need to know. I'm shocked. Yeah, appalled. <laughs> that's the kind of fairy tale you can be expecting. This is not retellings of Little Mermaid. This is that. <laughs> Times about 400 fairy tales. Oh my god. So Love highly it. recommend. I'm going to give it eight blind old ladies out of ten uh, piss glasses. Ooh. And uh, I Ooh. hope you enjoy it as well. That's a sharp visual. <laughs> Real sharp and pungent. Oh, <laughs> what I liked about that fairy tale quite a bit too, you didn't know where it was going to go. No, no. You don't know you're going to get from piss glass to sea scorpion out of the vagina. Now, that's a new one. Also, what does the sea scorpion look like? I have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> no clue. Yeah. See, maybe it's a blue scorpion. You know, sea waves. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so that was my book. It was Angela Carter's Book of Fairy Tales. You can do a quick wrap up. Nat, yours was? Mine was After Hamlin by Bill Richardson. And mine was A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. I like that you question that a little bit I'm because not sure. I have never once in my life gotten the name of this book's right. I call it Akotar. Akofama. <laughs> Akoma. Yeah. Or Akowar. I will probably Akowar. never do that. Akowar. Switching up to movie retellings, Steph, uh, which Beauty and the Beast one are you going to be talking about? So I picked La Belle et la Bête. The French oh, retelling what? from 2014. Has it, either of you heard of this? No. It's yeah. on Netflix. I thought you were just being pretentious. No, fuck no, I'm not being pretentious. Belle et la Bette, 2014. It stars Leah Sido and yes. Vincent Castle. She's the one in Blue is, Blue is the Warmest Color. Yeah. yeah. She's beautiful. So this movie actually came out before the Emma Watson retelling, and it is so good that they didn't need to make a white English version of this beautiful story. They really didn't need to make that version like, at I'm all. Sure, and like it's a different story. It's not the exact same fairy tale retelling that you're used to from Disney. Uh, but it's the same premise. It's a merchant daughter uh, held captive by the prince for her father's debts. But the interesting thing about this one is that they go into the backstory of the beast and like why is he a beast? And you get full flashbacks about his life before he turned into a beast. What? And it's so beautiful to look at. They, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Wait, it, is it still on Netflix? It's 100% still on Netflix. I'm gonna watch this. Don't watch, don't watch the dub because it doesn't match up as well as... Nobody watches we, We're dub. learning that more <laughs> Yeah, and the more. subtitles are better, but just so beautiful. You get the full backstory of him, which I think adds to it. And, like, 100% not like the Disney version, so it's new and interesting to watch. Anyone else, anything else I should say about Was this? his whole household's household staff also transformed no oh interesting or at least i don't remember they have these new so i think the household stuff gets conformed into these weird like basset hound cgi characters with the huge eyes and those are what the (gasps) what the what the household is it's just like these weird creatures that just (laughs) come out of her room one day and she's like hello and they just slither out. But they're cute. Little it's basset kind of like, hounds. It's kind of like Ursula with her little creatures. Yeah. Like, <laughs> floatsome and jetsome. No, not the eels. You know that Shrek the, big cat? All the mermaids she turns into oh, little things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know Shrek the, the cat witches. with the big eyes? Yeah. It's so it's like a little basset hound. Little blobs. Oh. That's what I remember them being. I prob- could be wrong. I cannot remember if there was like an animated cabinet. I don't think there was. You know what else is a really good Beauty and the Beast retelling on Netflix? What? <laughs> the Christmas Bell. 
Belle? That is such a terrible Beauty and the Beast retelling. So horrible, but I love it. It's It's a homework. It's awful. The Christmas Bell. Yeah. B-E-L-L. Yeah. What the? Oh. And I was like, is this like Belle like Beauty and the Beast? And I was joking when I said that. There's literally a dog named Beast. I fucking watching this movie and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? My mom turns to me. She's like, how many times is this guy going to be shirtless? Then they literally make a joke about him being shirtless all the time. She's like, do you even own a shirt? And I was like... I haven't heard that fucking line before. <laughs> Lord. Uh, yeah, it is a Hallmark movie retelling of Beauty and the Beast, but at Christmas. And Haley Duff, right? Haley Duff. Haley Duff, Duff, yeah. Yeah. Fucking Haley Duff. Oh, it's not good, guys. So funny. Haley Duff considers herself an actress, which is hilarious. <laughs> but she she collects antiquated books in there and, like, catalogs them oh, for wow. owners and stuff like so that. So, actually, that's why Nat loved it. She was yeah. like, I am now. I love this. But then half the time, she doesn't even do that. All she does is make breakfast all the time. She, what the she's fuck? She's not very good at her inn? job at night. Is she a cook? No, she's just she's in an his house. Oh, she Lord. decorates his, like, random room that used to belong to his, like, ex-wife or her something Her dad's like a that. real estate agent, so she's going there to help appraise pieces of stuff to figure out how much the house her is worth. Her dad's also the worst. It's, oh my god, he- the father is the absolute worst! Hilly Duff, you're making me really sad for you. Listen, she's friends with Tyler Hecklin, so I'm so her. sad oh. for her. He was in Fifty Shades I know! Freed. Does that mean I have to watch these movies? He's now? in there for maybe ten minutes. And then Christian gets mad at him because she's talking to an attractive guy. He's like, he's really attractive. Can you leave? <gasps> you know what? That's what Christian's oh. problem is. He's like, fuck, I want to bone him more than I want to bone you because Tyler Hecklin is beautiful. That's probably true. Anyway, not movie. <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't get my rating. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, eight, I just thought that was a good segue. 8.5 beautiful dresses out of 10 deer hunts. Oh. It's, everything is beautiful. Like, if you just like to watch visually beautiful things, you should watch this. To be fair, a movie called Beauty and the Beast should be. Oh. Yeah. Like, it is CGI, I'm just gonna say That's that right now. But, like, the costumes and the jewels and the dance scenes and the ballrooms are all beautiful. I think you'd prefer CGI to, like, a mask. Like, you know how the like new Beauty and the Beach mask? was very mm-hmm. French Renaissance yeah. with, like, the powder? This is not like that. I mean, I like those 90s-style, like, masked <laughs> movies. Some classic dark crystal. <laughs> they were great. Okay. So, my movie is... This is, okay, so this is, like, a real loose retelling. Not, I mean, it's it clearly. Sydney White? No. It, like, Sydney White. It's a Cinderella deserves, story. It, <gasps> Cinderella it clearly story. only takes the name from the fairy tale and then just totally goes on its own fucking tangent. And my movie is The Emperor's New Groove. <gasps> because out of yes! all, all the movies that I can think of, this was the funniest and the one I've watched probably the most. Could watch that movie any day, anytime I'm right now. We could put it on right one. now and I'd watch it. <gasps> it's so know. good. It's so you funny. You would love Emperor's New Groove. Oh, you're not getting home tonight. No touchy. <laughs> Okay, no, no. it's no my touchy. life philosophy. So if you don't know the story, it is not about an emperor with clothing that's magic. No, and it's about his groove. It's about his groove. He his loves sexual, dancing. Oh, his dancing. Sorry, I was thinking about He loves about to dance. But really what happens in this is he's a spoiled emperor mm-hmm. of... Where, where Kustopia or some nonsense. Kustopia. It's clearly like somewhere in South America. And <laughs> like, Malaysia. His name is Emperor Cusco. Cusco? Cusco. Cusco, yeah. yeah. Who's um, goes new group? And he wants to build this theme park, basically, in this area where there's people live. There's, like, a village living here, and he wants to build this cool theme park. And so he decides to go to the village and, like, sort of get the scope of the land. And he goes there, and the, one of the guys from the village is like, what the fuck are you doing? We live here. I have a family here. And he's like, you can't do this. And he tries to appeal to him, and he's like, absolutely not. I do not care. You guys can just move. It's fine. And what happens is his, um... I have to make a fact check here. What? He, the, he never goes to the village until later. The guy comes to him. He comes to him. To say, don't do it. Because it matters that he goes to the village later, so he learns to love it. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. That is correct. I can't, the second you said it, I was like, no. No, no. So I'm like, I swear you went to the town. I was like, fuck it, just keep going. <laughs> um... His, his, what is it? Is it his, like, advisor? What is that lady? Yzma? Yzma? Yzma is, yeah, like, advisor, like, right hand to a certain extent. Yeah. So she's his right hand, and she fucking cannot stand this guy. She's like, we're gonna get rid of him, and then I'm gonna be empress, Mm -hmm. I guess. 
Um, and so, of course, with the help of her handy friend, handy friend, her handy assistant, Kronk. Kronk. He's the lever. The best Kronk Pull is. the lever. <laughs> so they basically kidnap him and they're like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna poison him. But Kronk fucking makes a mistake. And guess what he turns into? A llama. A llama. Mm-hmm. A llama. A llama. <laughs> My Canadian came out. <laughs> this is watching too much uh, Nashville. <laughs> he turns into a llama. And, of course, the guy from the village finds him. He ends up at the village. Somehow he? in, like, a barrel. Yeah. He, like, accidentally saves him at first, and then it turns into a whole And thing. then, like, the kids of this guy from the village, like, are like, oh, my God, we love him. He's great. And this whole time, the guy from the village doesn't want to help him because he's like, oh, I'm jaded. <laughs> There's but, like a whole thing where he's like, if I can get him to love the village, then maybe he won't do it. Yeah. But he's helping him under the guise of, if I help you, you won't tear down my village. Exactly. And so, of course, it's predictable in that way, but it is so fucking funny. So funny. It is so funny. And I'm actually quite surprised. So when I was reading up on this movie, um, like two seconds ago, <laughs> I saw that it didn't do well in the box office at all. And like reception really? wasn't that great either, <gasps> which I thought was This crazy. movie is excellent. Yeah. I'm like, this movie is great. Best memes. Who is the lead actor? Da- voice? David, David Spade. Spade. Mm, no, why. he's actually perfect. It's really good. You know what though? It's like that awkward, like. I've heard this a lot about the Disney's experimental period, and it was Emperor's New Groove, and it was, I think, like, Big Bear or something like that, and uh, Atlantis come up quite a bit. Atlantis was so and good. I have to say, a lot of them that didn't have reception, I'm going to throw this out there, had non-white leads. Oh. But they are all some of the best Disney movies that were ever made. Particularly Atlantis and Emperor's New Groove. Emperor's New Groove. I have never seen Although there's Brother no Bear or Big Mulan. Bear or something like that. No, because yeah. that's part from the Renaissance period. The Renaissance. To be fair, there is, there is a I made difference. Air quotes. <laughs> yep. The Renaissance. Disney but history is probably very fascinating, and I would. I'm. Read I would that read instead. every tell book about it. It's yeah. so interesting. But I think if those movies came out today, they'd be huge successes. I like I feel so, like yeah. that's safe. To like say. I think they did well back then, but they could have done even better. Bonkers now. amazing. Why yeah. isn't this on Netflix? What, Emperor's New Groove? Yeah. It might have been at some point. You know point. what? It like probably Disney... was at some point. Oh. Yeah. They haven't taken all their movies off of Netflix yet because they haven't started up their subscription yeah. thing yet. They have their own subscription? They're going to be having their own subscription. We'll see how that actually affects Canadians. I'm sorry. Yeah. I interrupted you a ton. No, that's fine. I'm fine with it. Uh, I was basically done anyway. It's a great story. Uh, there's a lot of squirrel talk. And I love my squirrel talk. There is a lot of squirrel talk. <laughs> Uh, I actually, so you know how Disney like runs on every movie that did marginally well and they'll actually create a TV show for it on the Disney channel? And first new school, I was going to bring it up. I fucking watched that yeah. show. So did I. <laughs> I. I mean, I also watched the Aladdin show and a bunch of other ones. I was like, I don't know why I'm watching this, but I watched that one and he, Kronk becomes like this, <laughs> he, wait, was it Kronk? Yeah, it was Kronk that has like, doesn't he have like that guide? thing and he teaches everybody how to speak to squirrels yes yeah okay. he becomes a boy scout yes yeah a boy scout oh lord oh, i remember squirrels. so much about this movie this movie was so good they had this like crazy modern high school but because it's clearly supposed to be like ancient south america every ha- everything has like a very like mayan or inca yeah. i'm sorry about this i don't know enough about the difference to say what the inspiration was there but it has that very like classic ancient mm-hmm. look but it's a modern high school with lockers <laughs> So good. Okay, so my rating for this movie is eight evil kittens out of ten squirrel speaking cronks. I might give Emperor's New Groove a solid nine out of ten. I was debating between an eight and a nine, but like, it's not as good as some of the other ones that I love. I get that, but it's still one of the ones that I go back to. I would give it to Isma. If you haven't ever seen it, Isma is a funnier but like incredibly skinnier version of Ursula. Yeah, she's so funny. Yeah. Her eyelashes alone. Just Ugh. I can picture them. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never seen this. <laughs> so Christina, what is your movie? Um, okay, so while, you know, I have my special love for that like also like early two thousands fairy tale retelling that was sort of happening there, a Cinderella story, Sydney White, Ella Enchanted, they were all fucking amazing. I gotta give it to something a little bit earlier, a little bit before that. And it's got to be the 1997 Rodgers and Hammerstein 
Cinderella, starring fucking Brandy, Whitney Houston, Whoopi Goldberg, Bernadette <laughs> Peters. I didn't know this existed. Fucking Victor Garber. Oh, you are in for a treat. Let me tell you about Cinderella the movie. It is Cinderella. It's it's the wrong time. It, like, everything about it is super basic. It's yeah. the exact story that you know from the Disney movie, that you know from the more recent Cinderella. It's all the exact same. But the best part about this movie is that there is no concept of, like, race whatsoever. Whoopi Goldberg and Victor Garber are married, and their child is a young Asian man. <laughs> Was he biological? I, I presumably, yeah. Wow. I believe even Brandy's parents are not black either, though I am forgetting who they are is now. Is this a fantasy it's world? Dad. It's just, it's just, it's just basic fairy tale world. Okay. Like, that's the magic of it. The magic of it is in a fairy tale world, none of it matters. Mm-hmm. It is true casting the right person for the role. Whoopi Goldberg makes an excellent queen. She's mm-hmm. like very hesitant about this whole situation. She wants her, her son to like marry and be happy. But when he tells her, he's like, so I found a shoe. And what I've decided to do is go out and see who fits the shoe. And that's how I know who I'm going to be married to. Whoopi Goldberg is like, you dumbass. I fucking raised this idiot. Like, (laughs) it's magical. Victor Garber exists just to be in love with Whoopi Goldberg. Like, that is his whole job in this movie. He just sits around and he's like, whatever your mother says, follow your heart. Your mom's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Your mom is the best. Whitney Houston is the fairy godmother. And that should tell you everything you need to know. I found out while reading this, apparently, Whitney Houston was signed on to be Cinderella. What? Yeah, she was a producer. She was signed on to be Cinderella. And even she was like, nope. She reached out and she told them she would not be a part of this movie unless Brandy got to be Cinderella because she's done her life. She's done her time. The person who deserves to be Cinderella is fucking Brandy. Brandy at her height of her career, the too. height of her Damn. career. Was that bringing on time, too? Oh, you know what? It probably it was. was. 97? Yeah. Then, what, 99 was bringing yeah. on? Damn. And, like, she would have released, like, she probably would have done that Monica song, mm-hmm. The Boy's Mind, Oof. around this time. Brandy is still a fox today. Yeah. She doesn't age. She looks the same. Like, she's ageless. What a beautiful woman. Bernadette Peters is the stepmother. And that is the perfect role for Bernadette Peters. Uh, I think the only person who I'd ever consider to be a better evil stepmother was when Christine Baranski did it. (laughs) Who's Christine Baranski? From the good wife fight from Mama, from Mama Mia. Oh, I actually do know who she is. I love Christine Baranski, but this is not about her. This is about the 1997 Cinderella. So I want you to say, you know the story. It's a story of Cinderella, but because it's the Rodgers and Hammerstein version, there's some excellent music, and obviously there needs to be because Brandy and Whitney Houston are in it, but it's super excellent. I found out, apparently, when it initially came out, it was kind of like the equivalent of like the NBC live musical versions. Like it was a it was a made for TV movie essentially. Oh, I can believe that. Yeah, and it got <laughs> it sounds like it was kind of middling. Like people really fucking loved it and obviously loved it because hey, it's 1997, it's time for us to see, you know, more people of color in really important roles like this. <laughs> They've been saying since 1997. It's only been 20 years. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, they remade it recently, and it was just all white people from top to bottom. <sighs> oh, God, I hated that movie. I loved the dresses. Lily James? I just like Lily James. I like Lily James, but I was, I, I mean, like like you said, I don't like the Cinderella story. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of it. And so, that's why this is a surprising one for me, but it's just because this one is worthwhile. It did forever. important things. But the Cinderella story, totally. It's kind of boring. It's not super interesting. The new one, I find, didn't add anything Mm -hmm. to the story. It just honestly was pretty to look at. Like, I could look at that blue dress all day long. Oh, yeah. But that's the only scene of that movie you need to watch. Yep. That's that's my movie. But shout out to all those other ones, because I almost picked Ella Enchanted. In fact, I described Ella Enchanted for 10 minutes before I remembered that I did not pick Ella Enchanted. I picked 1997 Cinderella. I also really like Ever After, but that's... Ever After the Drew Barrymore one? Yep. That was good. I think everyone's a big fan of that. Yeah. I love it. Never seen it. For someone who is not a big fan of Cinderella, there are several adaptations that I have watched and enjoyed. Yeah. Cinderella Story with... Hillary Duff. Cinderella oh, yeah. story is excellent. That's a classic. That is the only time I have ever been willing to like deal with Chad Michael Murray. Yeah, that's very true. That was like his yeah. prime. That? Starting to celebrity. I just want to remind everyone that Chad Michael Murray 
just wrote a book <gasps> with Heather Graham <gasps> what called American something something. Doesn't matter. Who the fuck cares? He wrote a fucking book. Chad Michael Why? Chad Michael Murray cheated on Sophia Bush with Paris Which Hilton. It's unbelievable. To Paris me. Hilton is a mold you can never get rid of. <laughs> Hence oh, why his career she's, has. She's tanked. apparently coming back right now. She's she's like DJ. She's not coming back from anything. She's engaged she, to the guy from Secret Circle. Okay. What? I love the Secret blonde Circle. guy, Chris Zilka, Zika, whatever. Really? Yeah. Is he like twenty years younger than he's her? He's like thirty-two, and she's like thirty-eight or something. Okay, that's not. I mean, yeah, get it. It's wild. So that's my movie. So, like I said, 1997, Rogers and Hammerstein, Cinderella. That was my movie. Nat. I forget my movie. Emperor's New Groove. I remember. <laughs> I'm going to watch that again now. Mine's Belle et la Bette. I'm going to watch that later. It's so good. Yeah, that sounds really good, too. I had a great time when I discovered that. Because it came out before the new one, whatever. Yeah. No, that one also. They're literally, they're really trying to hold on to those copyrights because I assume the Lion King one's yeah. going to be good. Oh, I But that's like, so. it has to be. You if got Beyonce. Is, if it's bad, I'll be fucking Fucking pissed. Donald Glover's yeah. in like, it. Like, if you have, I know, I know. I really kind of wish they just did like a movie version of the musical stage play that already exists instead of the CGI lions that I think it's going to be. That sounds weirder for some reason. Oh, is this going to be like Jungle Book? Yeah, I think it is. That was. Mm-mm. Oh, I, what? No, Jungle Book was good. Oh, I really like Jungle Book. Simba. I was like, this is all CGI. What's Not, going on? Well, yeah, because, like, what are you, else are you going to do? I didn't like it. Oh, I really like it. I think it. that's what Lion King's going to be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. John Favreau, I always forget how to say his name. He's a really good director. He did a good job on that. Anyway. You just elbow was a choice. The second you make that choice, you've made excellent choices for your Beyonce, movie. Beyonce, for Christ's sake. What? This is Lion- We're talking Lion King now. She's gonna be in Lion yeah. King. I know, I'm fine with that. But Jungle Book, I did not enjoy. Well, I mean, like, it's not for everybody, but I, I thought that they did it properly. Uh, let's go on to TV shows, which I have to say, I found to be the most difficult one. Because there are not a lot of fairy tale retellings of TV shows that everybody doesn't already know about. I think there's maybe six. I found this one easy because I knew exactly which one I was going to choose. Is it oh, Once Upon that. a Time? Is it Grimm? Is it Beauty and the Beast? It's, none of you have seen this, guaranteed. Although I did have a moment where I almost picked, because you talked about Emperor's New School, I almost picked the Aladdin because <laughs> yes. I remember going home and watching that every single night and yep. Iago was a main character and like... Iago is great. Jasmine okay. was not in that enough. It was very yeah. upsetting. Anyway... I haven't picked something yet. And I, it's a blank. I have nothing. Just say one of the things you just listed. Oh, you didn't watch any of them. I have, like, did I, you ever watch Beast? What was that one? The the Beauty and the Beast one with the girl from Smallville? No. I, I've seen that's literally saying, nothing. That's why I'm saying you should pick Teen Wolf and just base it off of the generic werewolf fairy tale. <laughs> what generic werewolf fairy tale? Well, they've said Witches of Eastwick from... Like, sorry, oh, Jenna Dewan. But that's based on the book. I know, but they were like, that's a fairy tale retelling. I'm like, I don't think so, but Jenna Dewan's Instagram is off the chain. I want to be Jenna Dewan. Do it. Let's do so that. Fucking do it. So yeah. I'm just going to talk about Jenna Dewan. Yeah. I also have a second book I can talk about. No. No. You're going to talk about a fucking television show. <laughs> but, it's, but it's from. You're going to talk about a fucking Duke television show. Duke of Desire, show. the last book in the You're Maiden Lane talk series. About- you, a little while ago, were, like, I just realized that everything I picked was Beauty and the Beast, but you didn't even have a TV show to go with it, and there are two Beauty and the Beast TV shows. There are. I haven't seen any of them. How could you not? You picked a book you didn't fucking read. That was one time. <laughs> okay. Did you watch you, any Disney TV shows? That's the thing I can't remember. I asked her to. Which... But I'm going with Witches of East End, which Google tells me is a fairy tale retelling, but Nat has told me is a retelling a off a book. Based from someone I don't know. Uh, I can't remember his name. I think it's a woman. Is it a woman? I thought Which it was is a man. East End, yeah. She asked my Google earlier. Oh, wait! Melissa Dela Cruz. Yeah. Who also happens I'm to have written t- the worst Pride and Prejudice retelling that I didn't read. I was totally I can't thinking, believe it, we've come you are the circle. absolute worst. We've come for <laughs> full circle, everyone. The absolute worst. <laughs> what a coinky ding. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say Witches of Easton. I think I've seen maybe one episode, but it stars the wonderful Jenna Duan Tatum. She what a gem. She hyphenated her name. She has a YouTube channel now, and I am... Well, she has a YouTube channel. She has a YouTube channel. She's on a she's a host for a dance show <gasps> that I don't watch and don't care to. 
<laughs> but her Instagram is on fire. If you haven't seen her lip sync battle, you need to. Oh, oh yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, on fire. She always looks beautiful. Her hair is short like mine, so I take inspiration when I can. She may had a great smoothie recipe that I then Ooh. stole. It's like it's a green smoothie. So mm. she has lettuce. I don't know what I'm talking about. She throws in cucumbers. She throws in celery. Spinach. Spinach, spinach. Apples. <laughs> what else did she put in? Delish. Talks about her beauty. She's always posting stuff. She's got a daughter that you don't really see. She's fucking married to change him. And you can't even tell him because he's never on there. What? She's on fire. Jenna Dewan Tatum. I'm into you. I'm pretty sure he posts about her constantly. You know, like, there's one photo that sticks out of my mind of her literally butt naked, and he's, like, nap time or something, and it's just his <laughs> wife with her butt out, and he's, she's fully naked. Is that on his Instagram <laughs> on or hers? his Instagram. Excuse Amazing. me. Amazing. She's got a rockin' bod. I mean, I'm into all of her. She's beautiful. All of her. Wow. What an excellent side story to this episode. <laughs> that's, that's literally all I can offer. I had a book, but they're not letting me say it. You, so, you did two even, books and a movie. You didn't even. It talk is a about book, the... movie, TV show. We have a series. We have a sometimes format. the world doesn't the world doesn't work out the way you, you want it talk to. About the TV show. I don't even know what it's about. It's about you witches. You haven't watched. I watched it, but when it came out, it came out in like 2012. And the only reason I can think of it is because Jenna Dewan Tatum posted a photo from the set of that movie. That movie. Let that me TV tell show. you what it's about. To go for it. Do we need to? <laughs> So, Witches of East End, even though this is clearly Steph's This is, okay, I can guess. Uh, there's, uh, they live in a small town. They run, two daughters, I think, have magical powers. They find out. They find out that they have magical powers while they're living their day-to-day life, kind of, like, charmed. And that's it. That's all I got. Their mom's a witch, and then their aunt's a witch, but their aunt's a cat. (laughs) Like Sabrina's cat? No, she's like she she has nine lives because of the necklace with the curse thing on it. Uh, I don't know. You don't remember anything. I literally don't know shit. Well, whatever. It was I'll a write. Good show. I'll write this. Uh, nine step ups out of ten. Jenna Dewans. Classic. Did you find you the just photo? rated something that you've never seen. Nine out That's of 10. fine. <laughs> I've seen one episode. I did find one it. episode. It's very posed. Yeah. <laughs> it's very artfully done. Butterbutt looks good. It does look good. It would need to. He, apparently, Ch- Jan- Channing Tatum takes all her, her photos. Like he, and by that, he's clearly super in love with her. Whatever. Oh, wow, well, cute. It is really cute. Never, never divorced guy. A little bit. one. <laughs> I assume you've picked a show that you've actually seen before, Nat. I did. Uh, my television show is Fairy Tale Theater, which probably no one watched no. here. It came up when I looked up fairy tale shows, though, it very did. often. So it was really popular in the I want to say mid eighties to nineties. Was it BBC? Uh, no, it was not. It was definitely American. And the reason why the show is fucking hilarious even now, if you go back to watch it, which I'm sure you will find episodes on YouTube somewhere, there each episode is a retelling of a different fairy tale, and they try to like sort of stick to it quite closely. It's first of all done in horrible eighties fashion. Oh God bless. It's amazing. Second of all, it is star-studded. Wow. But at the time, of course, these are, like, new and upcoming stars, but you're going to have people like Robin Williams. You're going to have Matthew Broderick. You're going to have Shelley Duvall. Like, it is crazy. It is crazy the amount of actors that are in... Carrie Fisher's in an episode. She plays Thumbelina. Like, it's so oh, good. Thumbelina is so good. So good. And these each of these episodes are really funny, too. Like, they add some humor in there. But, of course, like, it's 80s, 90s humor. So it's, like, cheesy but fucking hilarious. And the reason I picked this show is not because of all of the episodes, but because of one particular episode. And now I'm going to sound really stupid after <laughs> griping about Cinderella. It's the Cinderella <laughs> episode. <laughs> Yeah, it is the Cinderella episode that I love the most. And it's only, it's probably only because for some reason my mom bought this on VHS, just that one episode. So it's like 40 minutes of me just watching this episode every single night for like two years. Every single night. That's too much. It is way too much. Like my mom would make sweet potatoes and I would sit there and I'd eat my sweet potatoes. And Did you eat sweet potatoes every single day for no, two years? <laughs> oh, wow. But it, it reminds me, this movie reminds me of sweet potatoes because anytime I like really enjoyed watching it, it I was usually eating sweet potatoes dipped in like some sort of spice. Sweet potatoes. Yeah, it was great. And I would just... <laughs> 
So this episode, this episode starred Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Beals as Cinderella. And of course I rewatched it so many times. Jennifer Beal? Jennifer Beals. Oh, okay. Sorry. How great if it had been Matthew Broderick. What? That was Cinderella. I mean, it would have been, it could have been him. You know, like, you know, like that Matthew Broderick humor where he's just awkward and is just like, yeah, yeah. The whole fucking time. This is the prince. He's just like, I guess we could dance. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and this is why I love this episode so much. So good. You guys all should watch all the other episodes. The Robin Williams episode is really good, too. I think he plays oh. a frog in it. R.I.P. It's amazing. There's nothing special other than, like, the weird 80s style of clothing and, like, the weird humor. That's really the essential part of it. That's what makes the show so good. And it probably has quite high ratings because I imagine a lot of people from that time period really loved this show because it just used to be on like airing on TV randomly. Like it was really rare. I don't think I've seen every episode, but I think I've seen most of them. They're excellent. And my rating is eight racist portrayals <laughs> out of 10 James Earl Jones narrating your life because wow. he is in this show. Wow. What a time. Interesting. There, there's some interesting portrayals. Some qu- some questionable 80s choices. Perhaps a, uh, was it, it wasn't David Bowie, it was somebody else who, oh, it was awful. It was god awful. But it was, you know when you watch back, you're like, I bet they look back and were like, oh. You hope. Oh, it was somebody who played Aladdin. It was. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, Christina, what is your TV show? So let me tell you about this piece of fucking trash. And how difficult it was to choose something. There are like four, or as we as Google has told us, nine fairy tale based yeah. television shows. The obvious choice is Once Upon a Time, which is fine. It lasted too long. It might still be on. Who the fuck knows? I think it's still on. Probably. It it was fine it when it started. It just it lasted way too long. And we, me, myself and Nat apparently, could do an entire episode about how we feel about this show. Because right before we started recording this, we were talking about it and I think it we was, could do it. It's see the problem is it was, it was good, and then it got really bad, but then there was also characters that you hated the whole time. What's what? the show? What's the show? This is, oh, we're talking about, time. we're talking about what's going on. Oh, you are now. talking about This is not my show. It's just that we could do an entire show uh, on that. Like, the moment that I loved Mulan, I was like, I could watch this show forever, but then they made it about a man, and I was like, fuck yeah, this yeah, show. Yeah. Fuck this show. Didn't they bring in Frozen character at I'm some sure point? They yeah, they do. Ugh. Yeah. Elsa. Ridiculous. Anyway, it, the, not, the point is, that one is acceptable. But around the same time, it's Once Upon a Time, literally, I believe, the exact same week, yeah. a show called fucking Grimm came out at the same uh. time. And let me tell you, I love some Grimm Brothers shit. I prefer the Grimm Brothers fairy tales for my fairy tale retellings, because I think there's a richer area to mine in some cases. I love it. So this show came up and I was like, fuck yeah. Give me Once Upon a Time. Give me Grimm. Fill up my life with fairy tales and reminders of old shit. Grimm is trash. It is smoking trash. It is terrible. They were Who's like, in this show? Doesn't matter. Who cares? Okay. A single actor? Doesn't matter. If it's on your resume, if you were the lead actor in that show, take it off, sir. Go to IMDb. <laughs> get them to remove it. I do not care. They took the concept of like any regular TV cop show and just threw on fairy tales. So the concept or whatever is that the main character is a hunter or like he's a grim from a long line of grims and their job is to hunt basically fairy tale like creatures um, to like protect non fairy tale creatures to protect the humans from the evil fairy tale people and it's stupid and it's bad and they tried to be inclusive because they got a black guy to be like the second character but he was nothing he was barely a character he had three lines in the first episode and that was it you know why somebody wanted me to watch this it wasn't because of the fairy tale aspect it's because they said that i like supernatural so i would like this Uh uh-uh this is like the poor man supernatural you need both brothers (laughs) you need two it was so bad. I'm also realizing I might be making up the thing about the partner being a black guy because when I look at the IMDb cast, I do not see him. But maybe they made him such a non-character that he never showed up again. Did they kill him off in the there was, second episode? There was a white guy that was his partner who was this tall, like, deranged-looking fellow. It was so bad. It was so bad. I watched... I tried. I tried What network was this? NBC, I think. Of course. Probably. They always cancel the good shows and then they leave these ones to fucking... How many seasons did the show have? Six. It Six went from seasons. 2011 to what? 2017. This show Holy ended last year. Shit. This I'm show. Shook. This piece of crap show. Yeah. 
And it's terrible. And, like, I know I was talking a little bit a while back about elementary and how they took the concept of Sherlock, but they had to apply that, like, police procedural. That was done effectively. This was done like a flaming pile of trash. No, you don't care about him as a hunter. You don't care about the people he's trying to save. You don't care about nothing. I'm going to rate this a whopping zero. Zero stupid, grim motherfuckers <laughs> out of ten superior lesbian Mulans. Yes. Anyway, that was my TV show. It was grim. It sucked. Never watch it. If someone tries to convince you to watch it, they're wrong. My TV show was Fairy Tale Theater. And we're not even going to ask And my Steph TV what show was, was no. Jenna Duan Tatum. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would watch her all day, too. Make sure. Can she be my friend? I think we can get along. I just want to hear all the gossip about Step Up. <laughs> like, how is that for you? Make sure you just tag her and be like, Jenna Duan is my favorite TV show. And then Channing Tatum will Good. reply back and he will agree. And then we'll have Channing Tatum listening to our podcast. Channing. So this has been everyone and their sister. A fairy tale retelling. Quick shout out. I just want to take a moment. I think we should start shouting out a couple of the people that are following and commenting on us. Because we have a few people now that aren't actually people we know. And I'm going to shout out this episode to Hold My Hijab which is another podcast yeah. that has actually been following us since like the first or second episode. So if you're still listening, shout out to you, Hold My Hijab. Thank you so much. You have a great name. It's amazing. so well when I heard that. Yeah, and they always have great posts on Instagram. I love them. Yeah. So shout out to Hold My Hijab. Thank you very much. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, talk about, about themes, some of your, maybe there are more than nine fairy tale TV shows and you know some of them. Please share them because we drew a fucking blank. No books, just fairy tales and folk tales. Actual fairy tales, yes. Yeah. Uh, you can reach out to us at EatsCast on all social media. That's Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, all the huge. Um, or you can email us for some reason, as though yeah, it was someone email us would be fun to everyone and their sister at gmail.com. People should people if you, still get emails. If you email me, I will send you many gifs. I will write back. I will write back too. We'll both write back. We'll I mean, both write back. You separately. can do that yeah. on all other social media accounts too. That's someone, the purpose of someone them. Someone just post something if you're listening. If you're from, if you just randomly are listening to this right now, please post an let emoji me know. Somewhere. Oh, we just want some content. From you. Thank you for listening. Happy binging and bye. 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 Lovato? Like, I was like, I'm so <laughs> confused. <laughs> 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 <laughs>